Does homophobia still exist in corporate America today? Heck yeah, you'd say. And honestly, I'd agree with you. But what about companies that consistently get a 100 on the HRC Corporate Equality Index? We're going to dig into this today and talk about what we'd like to refer to as cascading homophobia. You're listening to Queer Money, episode 230. We make the Queer Money podcast for you, so please email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer it in an upcoming episode. Now on with the show. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Capital One's checking and savings accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with one of the nation's best rates. Find out why the debt lasso method is a better way than the snowball or avalanche method for paying off your credit card debt by getting your free debt lasso calculator at debtlasso.com. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. Thank you for listening and thank you for all of your great questions via email and in the Queer Money Facebook group. Today's episode is a solo cast with just me. I want to talk a little bit more about a topic that I brought up back on episode 218 when we were talking about the decision from the Supreme Court that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 will also prohibit discrimination based on gender identity and sexual orientation. That court ruling was a monumental move in the right direction for LGBTQ job protections. Although, like we mentioned in that episode, just because the law has been passed doesn't mean, poof, no more discrimination or trans or homophobia. Many of us have taken solace in the progress that many large, often Fortune 500 companies are making to advocate for our rights. Companies like Mass Mutual, Prudential have signed on to the marriage equality brief, and the challenges to South Carolina's bathroom bills, to Capital One's continued support for financial education in our community, let alone the millions of dollars that these companies donate to LGBTQ centers and advocacy organizations that either support our needs or are fighting for our rights. There is a clear message coming from many leaders that equality is more than just displaying a rainbow flag in June. Yet we know that within any organization, there will always be folks, and many of them in leadership positions, that do not agree with the direction of their company. These leaders often have the opportunity to express their beliefs in small circles without them being widely known, thus having an influence on folks either directly below or maybe several levels below them. So where is all this leading, you ask? The result is what we refer to as cascading homophobia. Although these beliefs can pertain to folks in the LGBT community, it's also happening towards other communities, such as women, people of color, those with disabilities, and the like. So what is homophobia? Let's start off with that. And Wikipedia defines it this way, and I know that Wikipedia isn't the true dictionary, but I do like the way that they have defined this. It's defined as 
encompassing a range of negative attitudes and feelings toward homosexuality or people who identify or perceived as being lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. It has been defined as contempt, prejudice, aversion, hatred, or antipathy may be based on irrational or fear or ignorance and is often related to religious beliefs. So that's quite a mouthful there. I think it's really important to look at this and dissect this definition. The reason I say that is since it is hatred or fear or ignorance, and it is a belief, that belief affects a person's thoughts, words, and actions. Like Gandhi's quote, which cautions us to guard our thoughts because our thoughts become our words, our words become our actions, our actions become our habits, and our habits become our destiny. But let's back that up to the beginning. Remember, our thoughts, which are based on our beliefs, they become our words and they become our actions. And we're just going to take the very beginning there of of this. This is where our thoughts are becoming our words. Well, these words and actions cannot be expunged from the workplace altogether. At the same time, these individuals may exercise some caution of their own when it comes to their actions and not do anything overtly known to be homophobic. There is an opportunity for this idea of cascading homophobia when we talk about the words that people use. So what is cascading homophobia? Well, I like to define it as cascading homophobia is when a decision maker chooses the path of least resistance and chooses to say no to a person or project or set of corporate actions that are known to be either a member of or support the LGBT community. In essence here, really what's happening is someone who may themselves not be homophobic or may even attest to being a supporter of the community, they allow their decisions to be swayed by the overt or nuanced homophobia of someone above them who may look at them with disapproval because of their decisions. Now, you may be asking yourself, I need an example. I'm not 100% clear how this happens. So I'll share an example that I kind of highlighted back then on that episode 218. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere. So banking fits into your life, not the other way around. Hi, this is Manny Cosme with the Equality Chamber of Commerce, D.C. metro area. If you're a small business or nonprofit, check out our monthly networking event and, of course, our annual mega networking event to grow your business. Check us out at www.eccdc.biz. See you soon. This is back when John and I both worked for Charles Schwab, a company that has consistently year over year gotten a 100 on the HRC index. And there are valid reasons why, but this is also a company that when John and I were working there was known to have a senior leadership all the way to the top that was very religious. And that is a religious ideology that is known to be in opposition to the efforts of the LGBT community. And so when John and I were working there, we were the co-chairs of our LGBT business resource group or affinity group. 
And one of the things that consistently happened while we were members of that group and leading that group is we had financial advisors working in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco, reach out to us and say, we are working with and are wanting to work more with the LGBT community. But when we go out and work with the community, we're consistently showing them imagery on the documents that we share that shows traditional families and straight couples. And we'd like to have something that shows individuals more like the individuals we're trying to engender to becoming customers. So John and I, for two years in a row, went to leaders across the company, in the marketing group, in our diversity and inclusion group, in a variety of places and said, we need this. We're asking for this. And it wasn't a big request, mind you, because the company was at the same time creating this kind of material for Chinese-speaking individuals, for Spanish-speaking, the Spanish-speaking community, for women investors, uh, for other groups to show the the company showed that they were seeking a diversity of customers. So for two years, we asked for this and we kept on getting pushback saying, no, this is not something the company wants to move forward with. Now, there may have been valid reasons, but clearly they were not explained to us. And for that reason, John and I can only assume that really what was happening here was that there was this cascading homophobia. Now, why does it matter? Why does cascading homophobia matter? Should we just let it go? Well, I definitely don't think so. And one of the major reasons is because there are ways in which cascading homophobia hurts the LGBT community, especially in our pocketbooks at the wages level. There are three ways in which cascading homophobia can undermine our ability to earn or earn more. I'll share these three ways. The first one is the maintenance of a pink ceiling, literally preventing LGBT workers from moving up within the ranks as managers, directors, VPs, managing partners, or higher. And this limits our upward mobility when it comes to wages and compensation and even ownership in a company. An example of this would be Say, for example, we have an attorney that is being passed up for promotions or getting an invitation to becoming a partner at the firm because existing partners are known to be homophobic or regularly demean members of the community. Again, someone is making the decision to not move this person up because they are in fear of the comments or the feelings that that someone above them may have on them for making the decision to bring this person up. The second way is missed opportunities to shine and receive accolades or bonuses. Now, an example of this may be an individual who is consistently passed over for highly visible projects, especially these projects that might be visible to individuals who are known to be homophobic. So they're passed up for these highly visible projects or, or other opportunities like leading or managing a team, maybe being mentored by senior individuals or contributing to diversity of thought. So basically what happens here is these individuals get trapped and they're 
not able to shine. And we know what happens when individuals shine and do well. They're often rewarded financially and they're oftentimes rewarded with new responsibilities. Our third way that this homophobia and this cascading homophobia can hurt the community is the systemic suppression of skills. Now, an example of this may be when neither upward nor lateral moves are being encouraged, made available, or sometimes outright denied. This keeps an individual from learning new skills, such as maybe management, or maybe participating in a faster growing area of the company where new skills are being acquired quite rapidly. And basically what this does is it locks an individual into a consistent and over time eroding income. If you are always locked within a skill set, you will always be locked within an income level. And that is one of the ways that this cascading homophobia really hurts us. So how do we minimize or eliminate cascading homophobia? Well, again, I have three ways that I think that this can be done. One, if you work for a company that has an LGBT business resource group or affinity group, work with that group to continually promote queer folks and their work as valuable to the community. Participation in the group and getting out there and making sure your group is active and doing things and working on projects gives you the opportunity to shine. And that will mean that more folks in the company will appreciate the value that LGBT folks are contributing to the business. The second thing is that we want to share the idea of cascading homophobia with our allies so that they're aware of it because they themselves might not be aware that not only they or maybe someone that they know is actually participating in this. And then they can highlight how the value of diversity can add value to the company. They also want to work to diminish vocalized homophobia or harassing comments and jokes. Remember, it's the words oftentimes, this vocalized homophobia, harassment, or jokes about folks in the LGBT community that sets the stage for these decision makers to not want to ruffle feathers when they make these decisions. So we've got to stop that. The third thing is incumbent upon us. We need to reward and vocalize how we reward companies that have clear leadership that is LGBTQ, that have leaders that clearly vocalize their appreciation for and promote the LGBT community. Voting with our pink dollars and sharing or thanking companies that support the community is one of the best ways to keep progress moving in our direction at the corporate level. It is incumbent upon us to not only do the work, but we also have to share it with others. So in conclusion, homophobia still does exist, and oftentimes it exists within companies that many of us give a gold star to. But it's important to remember that this can cascade down to well-meaning but unaware decision makers. This homophobia contributes to lower wages in our community, and we must try to reverse this by taking action. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Queer Money. Here's your Queer Money takeaway for this episode. Be on the lookout for cascading homophobia. Work with allies to bring awareness to it. And let's do our part to reward companies that value us. Why not thank a company today on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn? We make the Queer Money Podcast for you, so please email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group and we may answer them on an upcoming episode. Thanks and have a great week. How does your bank support the LGBT community? Not at all? For Pride in June? Or 365 days a year? Capital One proudly supports the LGBT community throughout the year. Maybe it's time to support a bank that supports us. Go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash cafe for more info. Commit, trim, lasso, automate, monitor. That's the debt lasso method, and it's helped pay off over $250,000 in credit card debt in less than two years so far. See what it'll do for you by getting your free debt lasso calculator at debtlasso.com.